superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to SLSP, the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I am really excited to have with me Lorena Manzanita. We're going to be discussing using your body to practice transformation. This is going to be a really juicy interview. Let me tell you a little bit about Lorena and why you have cause to be excited for today's episode. Um, Lorena Manzanita has been professionally helping people get comfortable in their own skins since 1998. She's a somatic sex and relationship coach and certified somatic experiencing trauma resolution practitioner a writer, teacher, and workshop facilitator. With Lorena, intimacy skills are learned in an embodied way in real time with compassionate support and guidance. I'm so happy to welcome you to the show today, Lorena. My pleasure and honor. Thank you for welcoming me. Absolutely. So before we dive into this conversation about how to practice transformation through the body. Will you tell our listeners some of your superpowers? Happy to. I was a little like, ooh, what are my superpowers? I'm not quite sure. And so I took some time to just like meditate a bit on that question and see what came up. And one of the first pieces that came up was connecting the dots, or you could say pattern recognition. Mm. Yeah, um, and I know that resonates with you in reading some of your interview prep material around the connection between the macro and micro, and um, it's just this ability, skill of seeing how different patterns in larger spheres and intimate spheres and interpersonal and intrapsychic um, patterns mirror and echo each other. Um, I don't know if I've, I've always kind of seen the, the big picture in the small pieces. Um, yeah. And yeah, that shows up in how I, I love to work with people as well. Beautiful. Yeah, we were we were talking a little bit before um, before we hit record about sort of this macro and micro concept, especially as it relates to the earth and the body um, and our body being sort of a microcosm of this body of earth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so fascinating with the with the work that you do and 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 the work of somatics really. Um, and I would love it if you would share a little bit with our listeners sort of what we were talking about before before we came on about this um, exploration of the water cycle. Because I, I feel like it is such a beautiful mm-hmm. depiction of that relationship mm-hmm. between, um, between bodies and how, how sort of the larger systems that we inhabit mirror that. Right. Yeah. I recently traveled to Portugal where I visited an intentional community called Tamara and um, they call themselves a, a peace research center. And one of the most inspiring lectures I uh, was present to during my time there was a discussion on 
the global water cycles um, and how if you look at a normal water cycle, the ocean evaporates, sends water up into the sky via clouds, and then the clouds rain down upon the land. And this is where it felt particularly resonant for me, where um, they differentiated between how water that lands on, you could say, receptive earth, cultivated earth, differs from water that lands on earth that hasn't been cultivated and kind of like quickly bounces off of it, if you will, and runs. And so there's a, there's a difference between kind of water that has an opportunity to land on earth that has plants and green things and a porous nature and is cultivated and really receives the water and sinks down below and is informed and matured by the all that the earth has to receive in its depths. Like water that sinks in deeply when it's um, tapped into and then shared again with the ecosystem, um, it has more of a generative, life-enhancing quality to it versus water that hits the earth um, that isn't cultivated and isn't receptive. It moves quickly and has an erosive and destructive quality to it. And once I heard that, that just totally reminded me of how uh, sexuality, eros, emotions are shared between us humans. And um, like an emotion that gets shared with a body that is receptive, mm -hmm. you could say porous, and allows these desires or emotions, um, sensation or impulses from another human being to just kind of land on the body and like slowly sink in and go deeper and nourish and be nourished by our interior. And for me, that's like the act of just like pausing and letting somebody's impact like really sink in and be felt mm -hmm. um, there tends to be a much more mature expression of our kind of connection or sexuality or eros together versus um, destruction destructive sharing of sexuality where it just kind of like okay, we kind of have these like high intensity um, stimulation, <laughs> but it doesn't really sink down into the body. And it doesn't have a generative quality because of that. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's such a, I think you and I both share an understanding of how healing sexual energy can really be. Mm -hmm. Just like how nourishing, I mean, water is required for life, right? 
and yet water can be destructive if it comes in a torrent and it's not received by the earth and it creates the mudslide right that's creating Mm -hmm. the water water can be very destructive in that sense and yet we need water in order to survive Mm -hmm. and and I think that sexual energy is definitely very, very similar in the, in the same sense. It's like, it is such a regenerative energy. I mean, it is the only energy on the planet that has the power to create life. Mm-hmm. And yet it also, as we see time and time again, can be so destructive right. um, when, when there isn't, I think, you know, oftentimes the, the role of receptivity is placed on the woman. And I think, you know, you and I, we, we're going to dive deeper into this. Um, we do have to take a, 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 a quick break here before we can really dive into this concept because I think it's a very juicy one um, and how to, really, how to really bring it into the body. Um, but before, before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can sort of find out more about you and your work? Yeah, they're most welcome. You guys are most welcome to visit my website, lorinamanzanita.com. Pretty simple. L-O-R-I-N-A, Manzanita, M-A-N-Z-A-N-I-T-A.com. And um, welcome to check out some of my writings there, videos, sign up for my mailing list, and you get a little gift. Be great to stay Beautiful. connected. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So we've been talking with Lorena Manzanita about using your body to practice transformation. And mm-hmm. more when we get back, um, we're going to really dive deep into a little bit of how you can bring this into your life. So stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, and we are back. Um, so right before we went to the break, I was kind of about to open up a can of worms here with a, <laughs> the conversation about how the receptive... Um, that receptivity is also often placed on the, on the role of, of a woman, mm. especially in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in heteronormative sexual relating, right. That, mm-hmm. But also not even sexual relating, just relating in general, women are expected to be more receptive. Um, and I, so I just wanted to throw that into the mix um, because I think that there is, there's a lot that has happened culturally um, and individually in, in different people's lives that have led to not being receptive, right? right. There's a lot of people don't feel safe in that. Yeah. I mean, it's a very vulnerable space, mm-hmm. um, that receptivity mm-hmm. um, space. And, and, it's, and it's not ju- it doesn't just lie on the shoulders of the women to carry right. that role uh, at all. Um, it's, it's all of our job to learn how to cultivate more receptivity. Um, but I would just love to hear you talk a little bit more, Lorena, about what your experience of, 
you know, when you work with clients um, and also just in your own journey of cultivating receptivity, because I mean, clearly we laid a foundation in this conversation of why that's so important, um, especially in sexual relations. But I, I would venture to say just in life period, um, receptivity and being willing to slow down and, and really allow things to land and, and go deep is, mm. is part of the magic stuff of life. Right. Agree. Um, yeah. And, and yet so many people have such a hard time mm-hmm. at cultivating receptivity. And also I just want to caveat this before I let you speak. Sorry. I'm <laughs> All good. Um, I can feel your passion. Go for it. <laughs> well, I think, I, think I, I also just want to, want to really call out and give space for like, sometimes we don't want to be receptive and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a intelligence to that as well. There's totally an intelligence to that. I mean, boundaries are, are sacred and, and important to learn how to how to have also. But um, before we go to boundaries, I do want to just talk about like breaking down the wall for a moment and how do we how do we cultivate receptivity and how do we use our body to help us to do that? Right, right. Hmm. Um, first words that are coming to mind are intention and mm. practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the intention of and coming back to it over and over again around <sighs> slowing down, prioritizing feeling, being curious about how does this impact me what is happening inside my own skin as i connect to fill in the blank somebody's eyes gaze the beauty of the sunset the feeling of water landing on my own skin like having the intention of directing our mind's awareness to those subtle experiences over and over again is the practice that helps create uh, a body, a body-mind system that is more receptive. Um, You were speaking about vulnerability earlier and um, how women are expected, and I'm using this in air quotes, um, to be the more receptive person in a heteronormative relationship. And, and I would say just like culturally, um, the more and more we give compassion, space, value to vulnerability, um, the more it creates oper- uh, uh, an invitation for us to be in our receptive nature. I, I think that a lot of men suffer because there's uh, not a lot of cultural permission yeah. for them to be vulnerable. And then therefore, 
there isn't a lot of support for them to be receptive. Mm -hmm. Um, To have receptive bodies. And and so uh, I I think uh, the quality of our intimacy in loving and sexual relationships would improve exponentially if we de- as we develop more and more um, support systems to embrace our vulnerability versus wall ourselves off from our vulnerability. Yeah. So talk a moment about what it means to have a receptive body. Like how, mm. how do I know if my body is receptive? You know, I, um, I was, I was really drawn to, to you in a, in a Facebook live you did in an illustration of how to move really intense energies through the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we are limited in this interview in that we don't, we don't have a visual, you know, it's right. just, it's just our conversation and our energetic that people are able to receive. And yet I think Mm -hmm. there is so much wisdom in the body. And, and I know that there are ways that we can encourage these states through shifting things on a physical level. Right. Right. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about your experience with that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, the words play and wonder come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Peter Levine, the creator mm-hmm. of somatic experiencing the trauma resolution methodology that I studied, uh, shared an interview and I'm par- paraphrasing here where he says that trauma in a nervous system cannot coexist uh in a nervous system that is focused on curiosity and pleasure. Mm. So, so you think trauma cannot coexist with curiosity and pleasure based correct in the nervous. System. Correct. Yeah. So some of, so many of us carry trauma in our bodies. Yeah. And then, so in the presence of trauma, it's really a sur- valid survival strategy to step out of our bodies and get disassociated, and that is kind of a, a norm in our culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So coming, bringing our attention back into our bodies um, means being willing to feel things we don't necessarily want to feel. Right. But how do we do that in a way that's overwhelming? Is one kind of like step-by-step, step, just taking baby steps, until you develop more and more tolerance for it. So just getting curious about like, like a baby step by be to put your hand on your own skin, direct your attention there, and then just notice what's pleasurable about that. And being curious about what comes up. It's not uncommon for shame to come up. Mm-hmm. Right, especially when it's the self-touching. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or any sort of pleasure, especially in like religious cultural conditioning. 
right. sense of pleasure is sinful is is kind of deeply ingrained in the field and then so um being curious about that oh i wonder where i got that sense of shame or mm-hmm. i wonder what what happens to me when i feel that so just like giving space and curiosity towards whatever comes up but just like continuously coming back to what is happening here in my body as i touch myself as i explore my own skin with pleasure and curiosity and then so you can continue to cultivate um this receptive body by placing your attention on the sensations and emotions that come up as you come into contact with your body i i think there's also a lot of value in um giving our bodies permission to be uh spontaneous mm-hmm. creative um explore like I'm just thinking of kids and how we're trained to like sit in that classroom and look at that teacher and or whatever or a book and like all these other like animal body impulses are coming up but we're told like stop don't do that. Mhm. Right? So we need to uncondition ourselves from all those no don't do that <laughs> and create a container and a safe space to like <sighs> Mhm. Breathe loudly in inappropriate ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, something I've been practicing lately and I've been I've been so thrilled to see my 6-year-old picking it up. Nice. Is a, is a, like, you know, sometimes I just feel like I need to release sound and it's not because there's any story behind it. I mean, what I loved so much Um if you're not friends with Lorena on Facebook go friend her and find this Facebook live um because something that I loved so much about about your illustration of that was how unnecessary words are. Mm-hmm. You know there was so much moving through you and so much that you were demonstrating of how to move energy. Um and we don't we can get so lost in the words and the storyline that we create behind it. where really it's like i just have this big feeling that needs to move through my body mm-hmm. and i don't need to put any words to it and so i've been doing this nope. with my dog i've been doing it at home or i'll just uh you know i'll just make like a really ugly noise and i'll let i'll let it like turn into awesome. just me holding a note for a really long time and then, you know and then and you now my daughter's starting to do the same thing which is I'm like yes you know I'm I'm not at the point where I'm going to tell her like hey look you do that in public people are going to look at you funny you know it's like I don't care if people look at me <laughs> nice. funny or look yeah. at her funny for that mm-hmm. it's like we need to be modeling more of like who cares if it's weird like it feels totally right. It feels yeah. right. Like if you listen to what your body wants to do. I was working with a client the other day and and I'm so excited. Um uh, he's getting into this layer of learning how to be more with his anger. Mm-hmm. An emotion that's totally taboo for him in his life. Um, for most of us. For most of us and he struggles with boundaries. um and staying connected to his body so like the fact that he's getting into this anger layer is like so delightful for me mm-hmm. um but he was talking about this tension in his jaw 
And I just like, I'm like, oh, what does that jaw want to do? Rather than judging and shaming and saying that the tension should be some other way, I was more of like trusting the intelligence of his jaw mm-hmm. and the tension and the fact that it wants to clench. I'm like, oh, if you let it clench and allowed it to clench, what kind of things does it want to do? And he was like, just, and then we got into this place of like, um, kind of uh, imagining him being a dog and mm-hmm. like, growling and um biting on one of those chew toys and so i took this leather piece and like wrapped it up in a knot and and we put it in his mouth and he got to like pretend to be a dog pulling on this um uh yeah this leather uh, knot and growl and and just thoroughly enjoy the fight <laughs> of it. his job right wow. oh my god and like afterwards just just like two minutes of that afterwards there was just so much more brightness in his eyes and aliveness and he's been working around like wanting to connect more with women and not get into that friend zone and um and um, after that, I could just feel more of his confidence and aliveness mm-hmm. and his spine was more erect. And I'm like, by the way, you're looking hotter right now. <laughs> <laughs> after giving him that space to like explore that anger. Yeah. And, and it's so in a really embodied way. And, and what I love about what you, the example that you just used is that there's, like, it doesn't have to make sense. Mm-mm. You know, there's no like, oh, you're angry because when you were a child, this happened to you. Or like, what well, you know, it's like, it's just like, this is here. Let's mm-hmm. be with it. Let's let it move and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be more difficult than that. And we no. get so stuck and so in our own way when we try to overlay the story on right. top of whatever is wanting to move through, if we can just learn to let it move through. Totally. You know, and so it's, it's, it's like, what is, okay, so what is that tension in your neck? What is that tension in your jaw? And what happens if you let it get big? What happens if you let it get big? You know, and we're so mm-hmm. afraid of getting big, mm-hmm. right? But like, what happens if we actually let these things get big? There's so much information there for us and so much life force. You know, I mean, it, what you tapped into with him was his vitality. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And permission for it to be expressed and explored. But it's done in this container of curiosity. Right. Right. And following the threads of pleasure. And it's also done in a way that's kind of like incremental. It's not, I'm not asking him to do a huge thing. It was just like a couple minutes of growling mm-hmm. <laughs> and playing and tapping into this dog image. And, um, um, and, and for somebody else that might've like, just like, 20 seconds of that might have brought up a layer of shame. And, right. and that's fine too. That is in part of the process to create space for that to also be true. Yeah. Um, and, and to let everyone's and dream, to integrate. 
to let everyone's journey be unique to them too. I think mm-hmm. it's like, like we're not saying, neither of us is saying that anyone who's listening to this right now needs to like put a leather knot in your mouth and act like a dog. Like that's right. not, that's not what this is, what we're illustrating here. Mm-hmm. That was, that came out of that man's tension in his jaw in that moment. Right. 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 And spontaneity and creativity and a willingness to like, be with the unknown. I didn't know. I didn't have a pres- I don't have a prescription for jaw tension. Right. My only prescription is to practice being present, practice being my body, um, being open, being willing to follow threads of curiosity and see what um, and and pleasure mm-hmm. and then see what evolves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I never know what's going to happen. Um, no, I, I love that. I'm, I'm the same way with my clients. I, I, every, every session is a mystery to me. What's, what's about to unfold here? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> but those basic principles of presence, embodiment, curiosity, pleasure, trust. Yeah. Um, with those ingredients, I, I can trust that magic mm-hmm. will unfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's safe to say that when, when one embarks on this journey of discovery through the body, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I think I've been kind of shut down. Maybe I'm one of those mm-hmm. people who has a tendency to not be in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that if that's you, mm-hmm. um, Finding someone who creates a safe container like mm-hmm. Lorena, like myself, like a number of the people who, who have been on this show mm-hmm. um, to support you in exploring yeah. that is mm-hmm. hugely important. Agreed. Agreed. Because we don't know what we don't know. And sometimes we're our, mm-hmm. our own worst enemy in, the, in that we will keep ourselves stuck because it's, it can be scary to open up some of those spaces. It can be scary, yeah. And it's kind of like we have in our headspace, in our consciousness, um, the belief systems and patterns and shaming um, stories that we inherited mm-hmm. from family of origin, from culture, from adaptive strategies in order to survive, right? And then mm-hmm. so they're they're living kind of like in the cloud, in the atmosphere of our consciousness. And so it's really valuable to invite people who are grounded in a different perspective and a more healing, inclusive, loving, embodied perspective to help model a new way of being. Yes. Yes. Um, so we can kind of like unwind those old ways and those old stories and integrate and invite and learn new ways of being like so much of the uh, disassociation from our bodies are um, come from the, the yeah old stories and then so to invite somebody who holds a new story of embodied trust is really valuable. Yeah, we need to be able to see what's possible. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there is the whole, you have to believe it before you can see it principle, which is true in some way. And then there's also, you know, I mean, you think about just how we learn as, as babies, we learn Mm -hmm. through modeling, through mimicry of the adults around us. And so if the adults around us aren't in their bodies, how can we be expected to be present in our own? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So process of both unlearning and learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, We are going to wrap up here shortly, but I just want to, I want to see Lorena, if there's anything else that you feel called or inspired to, to share with our guests before we go. Mm. Um, yeah, nothing clear is coming up right now. Um, Beautiful. I, 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 I love that. I love that modeling that just occurred. You know, we're talking about modeling. It's probably pretty rare on a podcast show to have a long period of silence and to have someone actually, you know, have the courage and the willingness to stop, check in with themselves and say no. <laughs> Thank you for that reflection. Right? Like that, that's pretty awesome. Um, and, and yeah, like screw the model of what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm aware of that tendency to have like a high ideal and then to kind of shame ourselves for not being connect, uh, embodying that high ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just kind of is a vicious cycle. So like shifting what our ideals are to be more inclusive of the reality of our learning, developing, innocent, evolving selves. Yeah. Um, feels really good. And those. So thank you for appreciating my pause. That feels good. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> and not shaming me for uh, not hitting a particular ideal. But no. like, I love it. Ideal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I think it was just such a beautiful depiction of like how you do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, time moves so quickly. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. This yeah. is <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so My much. Pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for being such a beautiful example of, of how to do this whole being in a body thing differently. Um, Yeah. Thank you for that. So to our listeners, um, I love you so much. Mm. Can find and follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're going with the hashtag SLSP these days because Facebook especially doesn't like the word sex. Um, so, so 
Yeah, it, shifting a paradigm does not always happen quickly, uh, yeah. but you can you can find us the hashtag SLSP. We're out there, and until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many many blessings. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.